check, check one, two, check, check one, two. Did you get the check? Did you get the check? Hello. Can you hear me? Back to you in the central mission, central commentary central position. Central missionary. <laughs> That's the um, good old talk, man. What a legend. Jeez, legend. What a champion. Good, such good great bloke. content. I've, I've met him actually a few times. He's a lovely, you know what? lovely bloke. I think I might have told this story before, but I first spoke to Billy Birmingham when I was producing David Tapp's World of Sport in 1996. Wow. Right? So peak 12th man. And I'm old. And I'm peak 12th <laughs> man fan yeah, at the yeah. time, right? So it was yeah. just, it was one of those early days of, you know, when, you, when you're a producer <laughs> in radio, you, you get people's numbers, you write them down, and you keep them, right? So yeah. it's, it's your contact book. And I've got to tell you, I reckon, so we talked to him a lot because he, he, he would just be fun to have on. And I reckon five, six years later, like I went to Perth and came back and then I was working at TUE with Boz and Andrew. I reckon I rang him and he remembered me. Wow. That's and, good. And it? I just went, that's hey, nice. that's just, that's ridiculous. Yeah. We've never met. You've, we've yeah. only ever spoken on the phone. And then actually last year, when Channel 9 lost the rights to the cricket, I rang him for an interview. I said, mate, can we talk about the cricket? I want to know what you think. And, uh-huh. and he, not only did he remember me, <laughs> But he, he, he knows who I am now because he sees me on Channel 9. It was just, uh-huh. mate, it was a total That's fan cool. moment. I just went, oh, my God, Billy Birmingham knows who I am. <laughs> yeah, we, we had him involved in, in Voice Bite when we first launched Voice yes, Bite. Yes, he did so a few he was, those, he was he? doing a few Voice Bites on Twitter. Yeah. And the fans were loving it. And, yeah. he, and we, we were hoping he'd get involved. And, and we, we had lunch with him a few times and we went to his, uh, to his apartment to meet him a few times. what more would you want Voice Bite for oh, than to hear mate. someone say, to me, a grudge is nothing more than a place to park your car? <laughs> yeah. Very well done. Very well done. But he was also telling us some funny stories too about, he said, which Australian artist has had a number one album every time they've released it? Billy Birmingham. Birmingham. He's the only one. He's the only person. Yeah. And uh, he was saying, he said he met up with John Farnham one time. Yeah. Who was massive at the time as well, right? You're one, you're, still your his man. Mate, still your his. man, of course, yeah. <laughs> but like he was at his prime, at his peak yeah. there. And Billy Birmingham told him that he recorded every album standing in his cupboard with, with, a, a doona with a doona and a, and a and, and, a, and, a, and a pillow yep. to do- deaden the sound, and Farnham's response was, "You bastard!" He goes, "I spent hundreds of thousands on a studio. You did it in your freaking cupboard. <laughs> you do it in your cupboard. And you're number one. You're still number one. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, he was, and mate, he, honestly, the lunch we we had a couple of lunches with him and. Mate, well, I've never laughed so much in the t- in just constantly laughing at his observations. I think he would he'd just come off doing the back page. Remember yeah, he was yeah, the yeah. back page. Yep. He'd just finished it and wasn't happy about it either that he'd exited no, the show. Yes, that's right. So what not happy at all, but um he was yeah, very, very colourful and very entertaining. And no wonder he's just such a comedic genius. Mm. I think at the time too he was about to put his all his albums on iTunes. Oh, nice. Yeah, and on, now they're on, on Spotify. Uh, yeah, so he's he'd probably be reaping some some. Well, that, that it'd be a solid afterlife resi- residual, wouldn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. We listened to the we listened to the Twelfth Man pretty much the entire drive from LA to Vegas. <laughs> just it was just gold because it's our generation. But anyway, yeah. uh, two blokes talking rubbish. Uh, but we're here yeah. to talk tech, so let's do an actual um, tech show. Welcome to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Not a bad price. With Trevor Long from EFTM.com. Really handy device. And Stephen Fennec from techguide.com.au. Thanks to the good people at Netgear and Uniden, Two Blokes Talking Tech. Myself, Trevor Long from EFTM.com and Stephen Fennec from Tech Guide. Buddy, 421 is the episode number. 21. Yeah, 421. 21's a very special number in my life, mate. It's a lucky number. When you say a lucky number, yeah, I, I just a lot of things happened on the twenty first, and I've, oh, okay, I've, right. I've, I've made it my lucky number. Like okay. my first date with Joe was on oh. August the twenty first, back yes. in nineteen eighty seven, and our we got our wedding day was November twenty one, nineteen ninety two. Stop eight shaming me, will you, mate? You <laughs> I was in that? like year seven. Or okay, something. terrific. Go on. November twenty one, ninety two was my wedding day. Yeah. Uh, Jacqueline, our daughter, was born February twenty one, nineteen ninety five. So all these things happening on the 21st, yeah. and so I've, I've adopted that as my lucky number. And really? it's even on my number plate. See, mine's 29, but it yeah. was un- it, purely because my dad's number plate was 29. Okay. So TLO 29. simply yeah. where I went with the number. you got the, that up the, the number. Where have you got that up? Uh, Is it on know. display somewhere? Well, it's in, it. in the man cave at home. Yeah, yeah, I've that's got, right. I've got that's a picture right. with it. Yeah, 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 lovely. 29. Anyway, that's nice. Um, good stuff. Uh, happy days. 421. Who, who, they, said, they said we'd never make it. Nah, but we'll keep going, and please send cakes anytime. Thank you to Uniden for the cakes. Uh, this yes, week. the cut very delicious. We'll have some for cakes. dessert. I've got some. Yes, here. I've already had a few at home, mate. So I think I might ease off. I'll oh, uh, just take it. <laughs> and I've got two boxes. 
they were hand delivered too, which is very impressive with the new absolutely uh, the Uniden app Camp Solo PT, PTZ, which we'll talk about next week. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we've just got it, and we'll, we'll would have reviewed it by then. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the delicious cupcakes, very nice, looking. tasty delivery. All right, let's talk tech. Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. I wrote a st- st- sternly worded editorial yesterday. Yeah. Um, uh, it was one of those weird things where I'd, I'd follow the news all day and then I went, you know what, Jesus, this is annoying me. And I thought, Trevor, you've got a platform. Be annoyed. So I wrote, wrote a little <laughs> article about Huawei and you've done the same. Yeah. Um, you can read mine at EFTM and you can read Stephen's at Tech Guide about Huawei. Now, if I get another tweet from some boring, anonymous idiot telling that I'm taking money from Huawei, I'll lose my mind. But anyway, <laughs> to those idiots, just all the swear words I've used on the internet apply to you here as well. But... Uh, neither of us are paid by Huawei. Um, no. You know, over the years we've taken trips with Huawei, as we have every single other company. Um, yep. There are times I have invoiced Huawei for those trips because I pay for them and they pay back. But I don't. Huawei don't pay me for my opinion. Uh, I don't use a Huawei phone uh, all the time. But I think the Huawei P30 is probably the best phone of 2019. So mm-hmm. stick it all where the sun doesn't shine. This is pure <laughs> opinion, right? Do you where do all these people just drag out all this reaction? Oh. Don't you? Well, the problem was Huawei tweeted it. Oh, and oh, they retweeted you? Or? No, they actually tweeted it, a thing saying, you know, uh, tech commentator Trevor Long, yeah. uh, Scott, like tag me, Scott Morrison and Malcolm Turnbull <laughs> and link my article. So Oopsie. I'm like, yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, anyway, hospital pass. Fully. But the point here is rewind to Malcolm's last day in the Prime Minister's office. Yes, in August 2018. He's sitting there with all these people coming in saying, mate, we're going to get ousted. We're going to, he's saying, we're going to win. We're going to win. But the one thing he did do on that day was sign a bit of paper that said, Huawei are not allowed to provide equipment to our uh, telcos for the 5G network rollout. Excluded, yeah. Excluded on national security grounds based on information from the Five Eyes Security Council, call it that, which is Australia, New Zealand, Canada, um, the UK and the US, right? Mm. Five very, you know, uh, very aligned nations who their, 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 their spy forces, their security forces have all agreed that Huawei poses a risk. It was mainly from the US, though, let's be honest here. Sure. It was mainly... But but Donald Trump f- and Five Eyes was mentioned, yeah, yeah. and and Malcolm Turnbull took that and ran with it. Now he has since defended that decision, time he after has, time yeah, after time he, after time on the BBC. He did it on Sky News the other day. He, so uh, not the other day, late last year. He, he still believes it. in that decision, and one of the yeah. things he says yeah. is that. It's fundamental because you can't separate on a 5G network, you can't separate the core network from the network infrastructure. From the non-core, yeah. Which means basically the towers are intrinsically linked to computers that control everything. And on that basis, you can't hope that you can block out any third party if the government from China was involved in Huawei, which, by the way, there's still zero proof, yeah. zero evidence, pro- zero They're instance. a private company. A lot of people don't realise Huawei is a private company owned by the employees. So it's not a publicly listed company. Right. And the, the staff is is open to anyone who to see on their websites and all that. But everyone knows yeah. that the Chinese government have their fingers in every company pie in China. So be it. That's life. That's mm. the, it's, a, it's the way China runs, right? Yeah. But there's actually no evidence of, of yeah. China doing anything, having uh, obtained information from a network, and so therefore it's yeah. this whole, hang on a minute, what are we doing? So Malcolm's going on about the core network and the, and the non-core network, and then yesterday, as we record, Wednesday, mm. Great Britain announces yeah. that Huawei can yeah. provide 5G infrastructure where it is separated from the core network. Yeah. And Huawei's like, yippity dippity yeah. do. And Huawei has been constantly on this about Malcolm Turnbull technically basing his decision on misinformation, on wrong information. That's right. He thought that they were one and the same. And they said, well, no, that's wrong. UK have had a parliamentary committee investigating this for months and come to the conclusion that, no, they're separate. And hence the reason why Huawei is going to be allowed on the non-core part of the network. Yeah. But the... What a lot of people don't realise is that Huawei, in all this time, have been here already. They yeah. built most of the 4G network in Australia. I keep saying to people, I don't yeah. break to you, nearly every phone call I make is over a, over a Huawei network because they, so, they provide infrastructure to yeah. both Optus and Vodafone in part or in full. Yeah. And so the 3G and 4G networks have Huawei in them. So again, if there's some spying going on, don't you think yeah. they would have extracted information but by that, now? But that, that, I reckon that confirms to me that this is more a case of the, of Australia just towing the US line. This this show, that, that I think that's proof positive that they're here already. 
but don't let them build your 5G. You know what else I reckon it proves? Not, no disrespect to Telstra, but because Telstra weren't interested in using Huawei, because they have very strong partnerships with Ericsson, Ericsson yeah. and Nokia and others, but Ericsson primarily for their network infrastructure, yep. they were never going to use Huawei, right? No. So the, Telstra were never lobbying the government. I think Telstra lobbying the government might have changed things. Yeah, and right. I, I, I think it's disappointing that Telstra don't actually come out in support of Huawei in this sense, because th- this is the point here is that what, what Australians are missing out on here is nothing specifically... Because this doesn't relate to the handset thing. Forget that entirely. Yeah, yeah. This is nothing to do with the Mate itself. 30. Yeah. But Vodafone, TPG, mm. uh, Optus, all were unable to use Huawei equipment and therefore build a more cost-effective network and therefore get 5G faster, get 5G cheaper. And potentially, Huawei also potentially have the best 5G and it might even yeah. be the fastest well, 5G. Very, we should point out also that Huawei's already signed contracts in 50 other countries, yeah. including South Korea, Finland, so all these big nations trust have have used Huawei because of their their leadership in this area. Like they're one of the leading five G infrastructure yeah. companies. Yeah. So it's not like everyone see hears Huawei and thinks of phones, but actually the basis of their business, the majority of their business is in networks. Yeah. So they've kind of proven themselves around the world. And what I what I liked, and I ran this on Tech Guide late last year, they released a report and all the false claims against them. About about them being that they Huawei offering the cheapest equipment because they get government funding. False. Their five G equipment isn't really advanced. Apparently, they've got more five G patents than any other company in yep. the world. Uh, the claims that they don't share Western values, all these sort of things, that they steal intellectual property. The, the, their response to that was, if we would have been shunned years ago if companies thought we were stealing someone else's IP. So. They, they, they one by one went through all of these things, including the the fact that the campaign against the company in the US, they, they called it geopolitical and linked to the trade war. There's a big trade war going yeah, on between absolutely. China and the US. Yeah, yeah. So this has become more politics uh, uh, than anything. So and that that was kind of one of Trump's. Trump, Siri's one got of a good transcript of that on your watch, by the way. Oh, did I? Think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's so, the point, right? It's it's political. Yeah. A, a trade war style thing yeah, rather yeah. than a, a national security thing. And I've said time and time again, if I don't care if Scott Morrison calls me and invites me in for a private meeting and he tells <laughs> me what it is. If someone can tell me what it is yeah. that's that's the proof, yep. I, I will back completely down and I will support the decision. But And people will bag Boris Johnson, but forget that. Forget the figurehead. The UK government yeah. has decided... The parliamentary committee, yeah. ...has decided she's apples. It's okay, yeah. So well, the challenge here, and the sad thing here is, the horse has bolted in Australia. Yeah, I, right? can, I can't see Australia Optus, reversing this decision. Opt- well, the yeah. horse has bolted. They're too far Opt- down the track Optus now, and yeah. Vodafone are now down the track yeah. working with other people. Come back for 6G. Yeah. But like with just getting back to Malcolm Turnbull and kind of his doubling down to? on his decision, he brought up uh, something that, that Huawei still refutes. He said one of his reasons that... that one of, one of the things he says is that the virtualization of the network makes it hard to distinguish the core from the edge of the network. That was one of the reasons why he was hesitant in, in allowing this to go through. But again, Huawei's refuting that. There, there is a specified core and non-core part of, it, of the 5G network. So, yeah, it's, I think this, this story is going to continue. But like you said, I can't see them going back on this anytime soon, if at all. It's just, it's too far gone. Yeah, it's too far gone, which is sad for Huawei because, you know, they, they're they just, they're nice people. We've been, yeah. we, we've, we've worked with a lot of people from Huawei. Yep. Um, we've been to their, their offices in China. They're just, they're just really passionate about tech That's in it. the same way that and, Apple people are passionate about tech. Unlike other companies, like they're, they're, they're like, we, we've been to Samsung's offices and all that and Samsung's a massive company. Huawei's as big as Samsung yeah. in terms of their, their campus and employees. Mm. But all they make are mobile devices and 5G equipment. Yeah. That's all they do. They don't make TVs and everything else. No, that's right. This is all they do. So it's not like... And I think Samsung also is a network player as well. They roll out networks yeah. around the world too. That's part of their business. But this is all Huawei does. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a shame, a shame they don't get the opportunity. They're already here, by the way, too. So they're already here in Australia, as we said. So, yeah. If yep. there's a worry about security, then I think that that horse has bolted already. If you want well. to, uh, if you want to share our views, uh, jump onto our pages techguide.com.au and efgm.com and share those articles with your friends on Facebook, um, and maybe you'll get some hate like we did. <laughs>
This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. Well, we, the Motorola Razr we found out uh, late last year was coming, making a comeback yep. as a folding phone. And I got my hands on it the other day. Did you see it? Have you yeah, got I, I didn't go. but um, yeah, I went to the briefing. Oh, yep. You're too good for the briefings now, eh, mate? <laughs> I don't want to get into the politics <laughs> okay. of what happened, but I'll explain oh, to you off air. Okay, yeah. sure, sure. All right. Uh, you asked for it on the Today Show that morning, and they said no because of the embargo. Is that right? Much longer story than okay. that. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, anyway, I got, close. The, I got down. I got down to the uh, briefing and uh, got my hands on it. Shot a little video, and they announced the pricing and the launch date. Launch yeah. date is going to be February the twenty fourth, and just just on that, the launch date in America was pushed back a yeah. week and a half because they didn't have enough to meet units. demand. Yeah. To meet demand for the pre-orders, and in America, it's a fifteen hundred dollar US phone plus taxes. Yeah, like. She ain't cheap. She ain't cheap. Well, the Australian price is $2,699. And before you do the calculation, folks, in your head or otherwise, it's, it's basically the more. conversion yeah. plus, tax plus tax and about $180, $200, you know, Australia tax. But shipping, hello, yeah. there's a lot of things involved. And that includes so, GST as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't think there's a it's massive expensive. Australia tax on it, but it's gee whiz. Second most expensive phone in Australia. To, second to... The Galaxy what? Fold. Galaxy Fold, of course, yeah. The Galaxy Fold's three thousand or two triple nine. Yeah, this is twenty six ninety nine. And you can just, spend twenty four hundred than a iPhone, 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 iPhone Pro Max, eleven Pro Max five twelve kitted out like yeah. fully spec'd up. Um, so, but you know what? I like it. I really Mate, like it. It is. I had exactly, it in my hand. It was brilliant. I, I, I mean, I wish we had a producer who could go back to our tapes because I couldn't be bothered. But in February last year, when we were in San Francisco and we saw the folding phone and we started talking about folding phones, Mm. I've said then and and since then and before then that the flip clamshell folding phone is the way to go because you end up once opened with a normal smartphone. Yes. Once closed, you get something different and something new. And I love the the fact that the screen's protected when it's closed, that you've got access to your notifications and things. flat. That you can take calls with Bluetooth and stuff while yeah. it's closed. You know, there's a lot of things about it. And you can hang up on people. You oh, mate, I can't wait to, to <laughs> click away at someone like that. You, you know? no. Um, but the other thing is that, you know, there is a, there's a trade-off. Yep. I was talking to Danny from Motorola about this. Yep. Um, there's a trade-off on the screen because this screen won't smash. It's plastic. Uh, yeah. So it's more durable in that sense. But it's less durable in that if you drop your keys on your phone now, yeah. it won't it won't dint it or something. How Whereas often do you drop your keys on your phone. Well, I don't know, but you get <laughs> something stuck in that fold. Yeah, you accidentally fold it on something, or okay. you do, you know, pin it with something. It it will yeah. it will pierce, it will poke, it will. It's it's they, it's not as durable. So there's this there's this balance, right? Which yeah. I think is very interesting, and it will only be in the next six months that we truly see the usage yeah, of it from people. Yeah. Well, uh, they did. They did specify there was like warranty, and there's also a screen repair. I think in the first year or something, right. you know, repair screens for a certain amount. I think it's like three hundred bucks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They did. They weren't hundred percent. They'll be cagey on the actual price, but right. there was the, that possibility. Yep. Um, but the device itself, I've got to say, really impressive. Everyone, I had it on two GB yesterday, so they met me at the studio, and I had it in my hand for like an hour, showing it to people, and everyone. Looked at it and went, wow! They were so impressed with the weight of it. It's it's actually quite heavy, right? And then when you open it up, they went, oh, just that that realization that hang on, there's this big screen in front of them now, mm. and the the fact that it folds down quite compact and easily pocketable. Like, I really genuinely think, it. as much as this is sexist, I think it's a great phone for women because it goes yeah. in the purse. Yep. Beautifully, and it opens up, and it's a full smartphone, right? Yeah, pocket for blokes, it's a it's a suit jacket pocket easily. Even, even a top pocket, and like a shirt pocket, up there fit. As a six point two inch screen, yeah, it's, it's enormous. Running Android nine, and he, they gave us some info too about the battery. The battery is actually split into two pieces, right? So there's a piece on either side of the fold. It is a small battery though. Yeah, it's twenty five ten or something. So it's which, way below your four thousand forty five hundred milliamp which, hour, which would yeah. normally point to not being a great battery, but in its defence, and we'll have to see how this pans out, 
when you're just using it to look at notifications. You remember, if you're, if my phone, if I get an email now, my phone lights up, the whole screen, whole screen's the whole yeah, 5.8 true. or whatever it inches yeah. lights up and that uses battery. On this one, when I get a notification, little 2.7-inch yeah. screen lights up. 2.6 OLED on the 2. front. 2.6. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, you get this you get this trade-off. Yeah, so, that's true. theoretically, true. battery life won't be that bad. And you can do bad. a lot on that front screen, apparently. You can make calls, receive calls, take selfies and all Send that. Send so. voice messages back yeah. to people. So, there's, there's that. There is only one You're camera. Right. Well, there is a tiny little front camera. So oh, can, there is. Yeah, there is a little five megapixel one. Right. When you open it up, just near the notch, tiny little. There's thing. a tiny one. Yeah, the main camera though is the. You wouldn't the one use on the it outside. for selfies because you can use it closed. That's right. The main yeah, camera yeah. for selfies. And can't the you? cute thing too is that when you cute. open up the camera, cute, Stephen. Cute. No, for okay. kids. If you're taking photos oh, okay. of kids, yeah. Let me finish. Yeah. You open up the phone. I just never heard you describe something as cute. No, but there's a little feature where the little smiley face appears on the outside screen yeah. so that your kids can see it and smile. Geez, I remember that on a Samsung point and shoot camera with a front screen from years. Yeah, do you remember yeah, that? I do. Talking was 2008. Phone, it was a phone that had Android, a camera that had Android on it. And no, wi- and Wi-Fi. I'm talking about one before that. It, it was, had a little front screen. Yeah, just this little... Anyway. It was white. It was no, white, no. Yeah. I know the one We're you're talking about. That Android phone. That was amazing. Yeah, that was a that camera Android with Android camera. Android yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but look, you know, there's a couple of things about this. Big JB Hi-Fi slant here. I mean... Yes. Big... Pre-orders with JB Hi-Fi. Telstra haven't announced their pricing. That'll happen in well, a week or so. Telstra, well, you can pre-order through Telstra. I looked on their website. There's no sign of it. On, 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 have you looked lately? Oh, oh, there's no sign of it. I think that's a miscommunication because when I read it, it was like, no. But then Danny and others say, no, you can pre-order through Telstra. I think Telstra's holding off a week for the pre-orders. I'm looking up Telstra right because now. Because they haven't got their pricing up there. But JB Hi-Fi is the place to pre-order it because really, you know. Nothing. Nothing um, on, on Telstra. So as an outright buy, it's a ridiculous price. Twenty six ninety nine. But I think a lot of people are going to want it on a plan, and that's why they're waiting for Telstra to yeah. offer the three-year lease or whatever it's going to be. And the plans will be the same. But we come to the other part of the uh, the other difference here is that there's no physical SIM card. It's yeah. just an eSIM. Yes. So that's a that's kind of a new first. I think the first phone in ever in well, Australia and to have no SIM card. This is very inside baseball, but yeah. for us that's a massive challenge. Like it is because we're reviewing all these. Ha- phones, how yeah. do I switch to an eSIM temporarily yeah. on an existing account and then go back to a normal SIM when yeah. I want to go? Oh, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, that's absolutely. I, I don't know how that works. We have to talk to our friend Ben McIntosh. Going to have to make that happen. Yeah, for, so listen, mate, send us a QR code to get this eSIM happening for a month and yeah. then switch me back to my yeah. SIM card. It'd be very interesting to see how that works because yeah. it should theoretically. Be possible, That's exactly what I thought when they said eSIM. I thought, oh, this is going to make reviewing it a, a chore. Yeah, and, and from my point of view, because I don't review phones without my SIM card in them, I just me too. Me what's neither. the point if I'm not exactly. taking calls and sending it's texts? It's got to be my phone. Yeah, that's right. It's got to be your daily driver. Yeah. So yeah, well, well, that's a bridge we'll have to cross shortly. Then I guess. But what do you think though of the price? Are, are people look? Are, are, everyone's the reaction. The reaction has been, oh my god, I'm going to take out a second mortgage. Mate, it's that. it's a completely new thing. Yeah, now, new tech's expensive. I, I think people. I think ma- they're making good money on it. Right? They've had they've had a tough few years. Make some money, mate. All good on you. Yeah. Um, I think that this year that price will come down dramatically as of March or April because you think so, mate? That's no, soon after launch. Mobile World Congress. There's going to be a rush be of folding. Foldable phones, Mate, yeah. you've got Samsung Galaxy Flex or something. Fold too, yeah. Which yeah. is like a little well, it, but it's it's different. It's it's like the Motorola. It yeah. folds folds flat and clamshell. So if that comes out at let's say twenty two hundred, because yeah. it's very it's, it looks very basic. Yeah. Um. Then how does Mo- like Samsung is going to win that market quickly? But aren't there? Isn't the Gal- so? This is a separate phone to the Galaxy Fold two you're talking about. Yeah. No. This is this is a Galaxy. I can't remember what it's called, but okay. the Galaxy. Like, Flex we're, or something we're at a like Fold that. 2, apparently, that's going to be announced shortly. Yeah. It looks very much like this as well. Yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking ah, about the right. clamshell Galaxy Fold, which is yeah, right. flip which shut, is just, like, just like... I don't think it'll be called the Fold 2, no. Yeah, but it'll be, it'll be the follow-up to that product. Yeah, well, I think they'll keep the, um, uh, the Fold concept... Yeah. as a Fold out. Yeah. And they'll, they'll move this new lot to... To be a different name, so yeah. that it's, do you know what I mean? Like, that, there's that's a difference. important point too, because folding. There's two ways you can have a folding device. You can have it like the Galaxy Fold, which is a phone, and then it folds out to be a tablet, or you can have a phone that folds down to a smaller form factor, like the Razer. Yeah, that's right. So there's the two approaches here. So what you're saying is that Samsung are probably going to adopt both, with Fold is oh. one way, and this other Flex or Fold Two, whatever. Well, I think be it'd way. be. I think it'd be. Weird not to. Galaxy Z Flip is what they right. call it okay. in the rumours, the Galaxy Z Flip. So without using the word fold, you you leave the fold for the opening kind of, you uh-huh. know, book style. Yes. And flip being the flip shut smartphone. Right. Like also, the Razer. Also, buried the lead with all the Samsung stuff, which we, we weren't going to talk about, but 
Why have we skipped Galaxy S11? Why are we going to S20? S20, yeah, I know. What's I all know. that about? Oh, I don't know. I think this 11 might are be... Are they going to go with Huawei's model, just going 20 to 30 right, to... Yeah, you've got to go up by 10s now. Once oh. you hit 10, you've got to go up by 10s. Oh. Well, the go, yeah. well, the go, if iPhone, they went iPhone 11. Well, how are we going to... What, yeah. what happens when you get to 100? <laughs> I just don't know if there's any foresight in, in all time, this. Nine just come back time. to one. Anyway. Yeah, they're going to have to reset I, it. I love... The clamshell flip yes, shut form like factor. It. I like it. This is this is how I would have designed a phone if I was yeah. given a folding OLED display to use. Yeah, I can't wait for it. Got a question for you? Yeah. What do you reckon Apple's going to do? Nothing folding. folding. No, not. I mean, not this year, but eventually. <laughs> I, don't, I reckon this will be how they do their this, phone. That's correct. They're not going to. They're not going to cannibalize the iPad. If they make, imagine if they made a Galaxy Fold that was a phone and then folds out to be a tablet. That's iPad dead. Yep. And then iPhone I still, still goes so I, I I'm still run with the thing I've said before, which is I can imagine a uh, iPad mini fold, which yeah. which just folds away so that it's just compact and you've Smaller got a, device, you've got yeah. an actual iPad. doesn't open up or close to be anything else. It's just yes. an iPad that folds shut, right? For yeah, convenience yeah. and screen protection. No front screen. And, and I think that in five years from now, within five years from now, they'll have an iPhone fold. 15. The iPhone 15, you reckon? They'll just have a model that folds. And it'll be. I wonder what they'll call it. Suggestions on Twitter, people. Yeah, hit us up. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, the Motorola Razr 2020 edition. Uh, full details. Techguide.com.au and eftm.com. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. Two blokes, proudly sported by our mates at Uniden. Yum, and yum. It's finally oh, here. It's finally <laughs> here. Yes, the camera arrived with some cupcakes. It is here. The Guardian AppCam Solo PT is available now. We've been talking about it for months and you can get your hands on it. This is Australia's first wire-free home security pan and tilt camera. Now, there have been pan and tilt cameras before, but they're wired. This is wire-free. Full HD, 1080p. Outdoor, you can have it set up. It can cover the area of, of probably... that can cover what normally two smart cameras, security cameras, would cover. Uh, it pans through 355 degrees, tilts through 140 degrees, and it also includes a solar panel, so you just can place this and not have to worry about climbing up on a ladder to replace or charge the battery. And it also has all the unique features that you'll find on the AppCam cameras, including thermosense. So no false notifications. It senses heat and motion to give you true notifications, uh, remote viewing through your app, and you can also pan and tilt the camera, of course, through the app as well. It is available now. It's $349.95, available now. More information at uniden.com.au. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, I opened my Spotify and I can see options for today's drive. And your daily drive is a new feature on Spotify, which is very interesting to me. It's a combination of music and on-demand content slash podcasts. <laughs> um, now, all the podcast content is, two is short. Two Blokes available on Spotify? Yeah, absolutely. You've submitted it? For yeah, oh, no, no, we've been there for years. Okay, nice. But Two Blokes won't appear because we're so long. Too long, yeah. We're just so big. because Trevor talks too much. Yeah. So basically... Because we're so big. Yeah, we're right. so big. Um, the first thing I get in my list is uh, who turned down a role on the Titanic, a three-minute, five-minute podcast from the news.com.au newsroom. Then I get Forever Now from Cole Chisel, Pretty As You by The Whitlams, Jump In My Car by Ted Mulroy again, Chained To The Wheel that? by The Black Sorrows, oh, and then I get the Quickie thing. News Thursday, January 30th, which I think is a Mamma Mia podcast. Quickie News. Okay. Then I get four more songs, and then I get um, uh, 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 The Squiz podcast, which is 10 minutes. Four more songs. If I was, if I bothered to listen that long, I'd get, basically you get a podcast every few songs. It's a really interesting thing, Stephen, because well, it's like radio, isn't it? That's that's essentially it's, who they're targeting here. Hello, you know, it's people, radio. People turn get in the car and drive to work. It's why breakfast and drive time radio are the biggest numbers of the day because people are in their car. Yep. Um, without in car listening, radio would be in serious trouble. Now, I I like what they've done. I think it's very smart. I think it brings these these podcasts are going to go spare in terms of numbers because of it. Yeah, well, that's going to help. And because they're what's the longest podcast? Like five or six minutes, something is it? Oh, this one. My one of my suggestions was ten. Okay. So, but you know, you don't have to listen to them. You can skip them. There's a fourteen minute one there from uh-huh. seven a.m. Whoever that is. Um, but um, I like the idea. I like the idea of breaking up the music with a podcast. My only issue is 
as a pure radio guy, and radio is my, my one true love, I, I don't think it's anything like radio. Mm. See, the way breakfast radio works is it, is it tempers uh, fun and entertainment with yeah. information, both serious and yeah. and silly. Plus, there's hosts, there's personalities on there, the there's show. There's a there's a there's a personality there's you get to know, which these other podcasts have as well. So yeah. you can't really yeah. And and then, but the problem is there's an immediacy which is still missing here. So what? Of course, yeah. I'll tell you right now. If I was running Spotify, I would put funding into, frankly, into radio newsroom. So I wouldn't rely on some. I wouldn't rely on Mamma Mia to to do this. I'd I'd rely on you know nine radio news to yeah. to do this. But you know. News can be put out every 30 minutes and you can make sure that it's literally... Because this is today's news on these yeah. podcasts. And you it's might like get a different uh, one in the afternoon. It's like Sky, they do a, a report for Qantas every day. Yeah, it's one. Yeah, yeah. They, I think they do two, right? Right. But it only gets up... Nine would do that or any other... like that, That's going to take ears away from their own services. Well, that's that's the question, right? So, oh, mate, I don't know why they're not doing it already because in 1999 or 1998, we set up a system where the news at 2 b was recorded every hour yeah. automatically and put up on the internet so that right. the file was there. Every yeah. half hour, the news yeah. was there. So it's possible to have literally the last half hour's news bulletin in like your feed. In feed. Right. But I don't know whether Spotify's pushing it out quick enough and everything. So I, I don't know. I think it's interesting. But it's just addressing sort of today's listener. Like today's listener, like my kids, I think they, they don't listen to the live radio. No. They don't watch live TV. It's all this stuff, they, their content. Who are these people? No, it's their content when they want. Like they, they don't rely on... Like back before these services, we'd sit in front of the TV and we'd rely on their, the station's decision of what they're going to show you, right? Okay, yeah. here's the news, here's a show, here's this, here's that. Today, that's your decision. What you want to watch, you're in control. Mm. So this has transferred that to the driving experience. Like the the what, what example I liked was, have you ever driven with someone who's just constantly changing the radio station to find a good... Like my wife does this. She yeah. changes stations to find a good song. Yeah. I said, look, just pick and stick with one. Like, this is a good reason to stop doing that because it's kind of tailored yeah, for you. Yeah, you anyway. know the music. Like, oh, I'm looking at that guy. There's not a song here I'd skip. Yeah. I'm pretty happy with all these sco- well, songs. Well, it knows you. That's right. And, and I'm experience. assuming also, because I've never listened to a podcast on Spotify, so okay. I'm assuming also the ones that I skip, it will slowly start to whittle away from oh, my feed. There you go. And it'll bring new ones in so until I find what I like. Okay. If it doesn't, that's stupid, but it should. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's an interesting thing. I'd be interested to know what people think. It's a good idea. I think for, for people on the drive, they want a mix of content and a really, really nice initiative. And it's, it's apparently updated in the morning and the afternoon because the yeah. daily mix uh, lists, yep. which you get on Spotify, I'll be honest, they're never updated daily. Oh, it's just weird. They're oh. called Daily Mix, but they're, they're kind of updated every few days or week. But <laughs> so they're called the Daily Mix, but oh, yeah, I've, I've looked at them time and time again and gone, that's not updated. In, uh, that's the same as yesterday. Okay. Maybe it's one song different. But anyway, oh, look, it's not bad. If you're interested, open up your Spotify and have a look for it. Uh, right there, it's called Your Daily Drive. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, I've uh, been using, I've had it for the past week, the Galaxy Book S. This is the product that was announced Back with the Note, wasn't it? Was it the Note announcement? Yeah. They, 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 yeah. they finally introduced the Galaxy Book S, which is sort of taking on the mobile computing architecture and putting yep. it into a laptop. So you're getting the connectivity uh, of a mobile with the power of a PC. Yep. And I've got to say, just initial thoughts, I'm loving it. Yeah. This has become, like, I've got my MacBook Pro now, but I've been using this all week as my daily driver. It's a cracker because, like your phone, you don't have to worry. Like I, I went into town for some meetings the other day, and I got to get my my mobile, my net Netgear M2 out and turn it on and connect and do all that. This has got a four, Telstra 4G SIM card in it. That's bang! I mean, I'm instantly connected. No, not even don't even have to think about it. I'm connected. And then when I'm on Wi-Fi. It, it connects that. to my Wi-Fi. That, that to me, has been the missing source yeah. for laptops, high-end. Like, yeah. I had a Lenovo for years that had a SIM card in it. I put it in there. I'm like, I'd, well, I'd forget yeah. that it was in there. How come I Apple don't understand why Apple does They know well, how to put... Doing? They need to yeah. put an eSIM in a phone, for Christ's sake. Put it in a laptop. Put a physical SIM It in just there. makes no yeah. sense to me because they want you to tether. But I don't want to break yeah. it to you. Tethering's... It's just not perfect. Well, yeah, exactly. And it's just some, not. Sometimes my MacBook doesn't even recognise my iPhone, which is next to it. I'm thinking, how's that work? So like, put a bloody SIM card yeah, in. Wow. The, Mac, the the Galaxy Book S is a head-on competitor to the MacBook Air. And and because it's using this computing, this new Qualcomm platform, it is. It doesn't produce any heat. It's really... It's, uh, it's, it's a mobile um, architecture. Yeah, yeah. 
So there's no windows. fans. There's the the laptop itself is so thin and light. Yeah. It's it's perfect for you because you don't like heavy computers. One, I think it's 11, 14 millimeters thick, weighs less than a kilogram, and it is everyone who's seen it they go, they go wow. And I've had text messages from people saying, well, "Have you reviewed this Galaxy Book yet?" I'm thinking of making buying my ne- that's my next computer. Because yeah. I a think lot of a lot of people buy the MacBook Air because it's beautiful and yeah. thin. This is and too. light. Yeah. They don't, they're not actually going for the Apple ecosystem, yeah. right? So if, if you're happy with, with Windows, yeah, yeah. this is this is this the is device. Well, that's right. Windows 10, 13.3-inch touchscreen display. It's also got a fingerprint reader like the MacBook. Stop now. you right there. Yeah. Are you not enjoying the touch? I am, actually, yeah. Like, I've been I using am. this Dell yeah, XPS yeah. 13 for a month and a half. I am. It's just this, it's not it's not constant. You're not yeah. replacing the mouse, but just to tap. I don't to use it a lot because I'm not used to doing it. I oh, know, but, you know I mean? but when you I go back to this, there. you touch it, don't you? Now I, then, I, I, I have done just that the simple things like yeah. scrolling, yeah, maybe tapping a big button. Yeah. Oh, I don't understand why Apple don't do that because of the iPad, mate. It's because iPad. So dumb. Yeah, I don't think it'll ever happen. But anyway, we've had that discussion. That's a discussion we've had many times before. Again, our producer will let us know which episode. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. Hello? Hello? Anyone there? Hello? But uh, look, this is impressive. And look, I don't, I don't think it's that. It's actually pretty reasonably priced, I reckon, too. 1699 bucks. It's exactly the same price as a MacBook oh, Air. I reckon, yeah. It's funny, that. Funny. And uh, it's available 31st. That's tomorrow from JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman, and Samsung Retail and online. Yep. Two colours. And I love the colour names, I've got to say. I want a job in naming a colours. naming colours. Dulux, you job. should work at Dulux first. Mate. Imagine you do your apprenticeship at Dulux and then you get to work at Samsung. I'd just name everything after Star Wars characters. Oh. It would be, like, be Lando Lemon or Han Solo Hugh or whatever. Anyway, the <laughs> colours for the Galaxy Book S are earthy gold yeah. and mercury grey. I've got mercury grey. So, yeah, very interesting. Sixteen ninety nine, and I think it's the future of computing there. And the, I love the fact that... And battery life has been very impressive... Still, I think what they said in the specs was you can watch up to 25 hours of video. Mm. So if you're not connected to the internet and just watching video, it'll last a long time. Yeah. But I've found that using it day to day, it lasts the whole day, but doesn't last 25 hours using it regularly. Yeah, right. When you're on Wi-Fi, hitting 4G, using that, it's nowhere near 25 hours. It'll last 12? Uh, it'll last the whole day. Twelve. I, I haven't actually measured it. Like I've used it from morning to night and still had juice in the tank. Right, that's so all that it, matters. It was good. Yeah, no, no worse than a regular laptop. Put it that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, very impressed there. My review is going to be up on Tech Guide next week, but my initial impressions, very, very impressed. There you go. Check it out next week on TechGuide.com.au. Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear, and I had to delay the start of the podcast because I was talking on the radio about NBN speeds because there's some. Article out today from a speed test uh, ranking that says Australia is 68th in the world. But they had a caller on the line, a talkback caller just before I went on, who said, but boys, my internet's excellent. Most people, and this was a caller to the radio station, said, um, what everyone needs to understand is if you're doing the test on Wi-Fi, that's often the problem. And he said, this caller said on air, he said, the Wi-Fi speed at the other end of the house is not the same as what the internet coming in. You've got to get a mesh system. I, th- I thought, hello. oh, my God, mate, hello. He's been, he's been listening to the two blokes on 6PR, <laughs> and uh, and he's followed our advice. That system is a Netgear Orbi. Now, Netgear Orbi is a mesh Wi-Fi system. You plug the router into your existing modem for your existing internet provider. You plug the satellite somewhere else in the house. They link together. They create one big dome of internet through your home, which is the speed that you get into your house is the speed you get all over the house. Netgear Orbi is the solution for your internet needs, ensuring that you get the best speed because that's what you're paying for. Check them out at netgear.com.au. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. We've gone off late with the uh, Uber Eats order, haven't we? We've, we've scheduled an Uber Eats, but yeah. we, we might cha- not make it all that way. Can I can't, you change it? I'll change it now. Can you? No. Okay. No, I can't change an order once so between, it's been submitted. What is it between 1, one and 1.30? 30, yeah, we're right. coming up to 22. We'll just talk for longer. Yeah, no, no, it's all good. I'm well, just the show's not over yet, mate. This no, is a it's bit not. To get through. But, uh, we'll get there. We're, we're going to have to listen to Stephen reminisce in a minute. Um, <laughs> but, Stephen, the story that took my interest this week was Amazon announcing the Amazon Flex delivery system. Now, I describe this as Uber for parcel delivery. Now, there are already... Parcel delivery systems, Zoom to You, Sherpa, all these different things which yep. use apps and, and drivers and all those things. But this is Amazon doing yeah. it, right? So Amazon is saying if you have time, a car, 
and uh, pass a background check, criminal, you know, police background <laughs> check, you can sign up as a driver. And what happens is you get a four-hour window. In that window, you come to the distribution centre, you pick up parcels, and you deliver them. In that, right. they'll, they'll they'll be strategically placed to deliver within the the four hours, and you earn money on all the deliveries. I, I just look at it and go, it's kind of smart, but it's also really weird. I mean, yeah. um, you know, uh, there's enough couriers in the world to 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 cover off. Are they struggling with deliveries, or are they just trying to actually completely and utterly own the distribution from start to finish? Does this give them the potential to set up faster delivery time That's windows where they have? Yeah. Where they have um, people, uh, you know, signed up in the right areas doing doing the deliveries within hours, you can get your parcel. Yeah, yeah. because we don't have that yet. I'd in say Australia. that'd be probably the go because if it's an, if it's by area, then you know that you say I'm in the you know, you're out here in the sticks. Yep, I'm out in the east, and I'd have a bloke who might want to deliver my parcel within three hours. The other thing is you know, out here it might take eight hours to get out to you from here. <laughs> so a lot of people that sign up now, they're Uber Eats drivers, they're Uber yeah. drivers. And they're going that way anyway. They'll they'll become an Amazon Flex driver as well, maybe. Imagine that bloke logging on, buying a book from Amazon, and then getting a notification on his phone to go and pick it up because he's delivering it to himself. (laughs) (laughs) He'd be filthy. He'd want a discount. Do you think, though, that (laughs) we could have the scenario where you're in an Uber and the bloke goes, mate, just just one minute. I've got to just drop off a parcel of this bloke. (laughs) Just just wait in the car. No, he'd be like, mate, can you drop this to your neighbour? Yeah. (laughs) She just just put this in the... Can you just reach out the window just put this in the letterbox? (laughs) So you're going to be like that. Uh, well, you get a discount on your drive. How do they what? control um, what the? What well, that's Uber. Is that's Uber and Amazon? They're separate companies, but yeah. But how do they, how does Uber how does yeah, Uber make sure that you're yeah. you're not you know you're not having ca- parcels well, in the boot while you've got passengers in the back seat? Well, my other question is, why didn't Uber think of this first? Well, they have talked about parcel deliveries yeah. in the past, but I think they have focused heavily on the eats yeah. business because think about parcels, right? There's a lot can go wrong, breakage. Yeah. Um, lost yeah, or deliveries. Trust. There's a bit of trust involved. It's, it is like, a, like you order. We've ordered food because we'll know we'll be here. Yeah. I ordered food the other day and I kind of forgot about it. And I was on the phone and I couldn't hang up the phone. How it was a very you, important how call. How did you forget about food? Well, yeah. amazing, but anyway, I did. Yeah. And this bloke <laughs> standing at the top of the stairs, I'm thinking, yeah, right, mate. Who are you? And then he <laughs> then he had the bag and I went, oh, mate, I'm really. I tipped him five bucks because yeah. I felt really bad. I, oh. I like I kind of ignored him, but I oh, know. Um, you know, I think that there's a difference with like Uber. They can guarantee you're going to be there. Whereas with parcels, like if you're not home, what happens? Is there an authority to leave? There has to be. Yeah. So maybe there'll only be deliveries that have authority to leave. Like I had a, I, did, I bought some shirts online okay. before we went to CES. Checkered shirts, mate? Yeah, they, they were all checkered you shirts checkered from Gazman. All, all my short sleeve ones. Checkered shirts. Uh, ten of them. Like I went crazy, wow. right? I went, right, I'm just new just wardrobe bulk, completely, bulk right? Buy. And um, they didn't arrive. But I got I got an email saying your parcel's been delivered. I went, what? I rang Amanda and said, "Did they get delivered?" She got no. Nope. I Ooh. said, "Check the porch, nothing." I checked the cameras, nothing, oh. nothing was delivered. So I emailed Gazman. I said, "Well, listen, thanks very much. I've got to wear old shirts to CS. Thanks very much for that." And um, they're they're not there. So turns out the bloke just delivered it to the wrong address. Like Idiot. delivered a parcel to the wrong address and left it just sitting there. Oh. And so old mate that gets home and he goes, "Well, what the hell's this?" And so luckily that bloke took it back, or woman, took it to the Australia Post. And even more luckily... Well, how far away was it delivered? Well, just in this area, probably. Why didn't they just drop it off to you? Well, I don't know. That's I've a good done point. That. People have dropped stuff off but to me. luckily, the bloke at the post office knows my wife quite well because uh. she did some work for the local member and stuff yep. and knows my, knows my name. And uh. so he rang her and said, your husband's parcel's here. Ah, oh, that's great. So we got it in the end. But it can be a massive drama. Absolutely. Yeah, I've got a, I, I, my local post is a good bloke. He always drives down the driveway and hands me the parcels yeah. and ch- just chats about stuff. And, and, and it gives me a heads up if there's something that's waiting for me at the post office. Or, yep. Yeah, it's, it's really good. We All the deliveries we get and stuff we send out. It's uh, good, but would you trust an Uber driver to send, or sorry, an Amazon Flex driver? Could be just a just a an ordinary citizen. It could well be they're going to be better drivers than than the existing courier drivers because uh, existing courier drivers are under immense pressure. Mm. They've got vans full of stuff. Yeah, they're on a time schedule. Yeah, so maybe just having an excellent repasses in four hours, it's just an easy easier job. I I would if say I ordered something at nine o'clock in the morning, mm. and if I could get it. Oh, at mate. five o'clock in the afternoon or four o'clock, I would. Well, that, so, I think that's the I thing. I would so do that if Amazon can build out their network of flex drivers big enough and quick enough. Uh, that's when they'll start to offer next have, day delivery or same you, day delivery. Have you been watching that guy on Netflix? That Asian comedian Ronnie Ching? Ronnie Ching. I have watched you, his, his stand up. He he kind of touched on this. He goes, "Yeah, Amazon." He goes, 
I want it. I want it in my hand when I think of it. Like, <laughs> that's how I want it my delivery. It was the whole bit, wasn't he it? He says, "I don't want same day delivery. I want it in my hand thirty seconds before I think about it." By the <laughs> way, before we play the sting, we move on to your reminiscing. <laughs> I'll finish Ray Donovan. Oh baby, I haven't watched the last episode. Oh! Episode ten. Shut oh! up. Wow. Is that? Is only ten episodes in this? I season? think it must be. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Don't no, say nothing. It, I it, haven't watched it yet. It felt. Remember what I sold you over the weekend? It didn't feel like closure, but it felt like it was. Oh, there's going to be no, another stop season. Stop talking. Stop talking. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. Wow. And there's a, who who tweeted the other day that they they yeah yeah um, um yeah sorry a was shout out to was it Craig uh, John Brogan. Oh, that's him, Brogan, John Brogan. Yes, he's uh, yep. he's good. he's gone on the bandwagon. On the bandwagon, yes. great show. And I I I had four. <laughs> I smashed four last night because I texted you there over the weekend. I'm thinking, are you up to date with Dragon? And I said, no, don't say anything. Anyway, smash uh, it tonight because it's uh, it's a good oh, show. Well, no, I've got it. I've got it's a, a funny thing, and we you talked earlier about how th- you, things used to be on when when you were given them, yeah. right? And right now it's like, okay, make another series. Hurry up. Yeah. Last night, I'm sitting in um, in in the lounge room, kind of the kid, little kids going to bed. Jackson's up for an extra hour. He's watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh-huh. Gets to the end, and, and is that a good show? You like that? Oh, I love it. Is it? I've never great seen show. It. Oh, my mate, kid, you've got kids six it. seasons. Oh, you look, I must watch it. Yeah. Um, you get to the end of the show, and you know it says next episode. Uh, no, it says play trailer. He's gone. Oh, I'm at the end. I'm oh, at the end of the season. I said, uh, mate, you've you've watched the whole season. It only came wow. out a month or a few weeks ago. You smashed it. And he goes, oh, I hope they're bringing you one out soon. I said, mate, it'll be a year. I don't want to break it to you, but they don't make wow. multiple seasons every year. But that's the thing about binging, right? Yeah, you've you now got a whole. That's why I love the Ray Donovan thing. Is I've done it all in like yeah, three months, like, not even seven that. seasons. Yeah. The eighth season's going to kill me waiting for it. Wow. Anyway, we're that's here to good. talk that's technology. Uh, streaming is partly technology. This is two blokes talking tech. Tell well, us a story, old it's man. Interesting. <laughs> It's uh, it's it's interesting that this week is the tenth anniversary of the iPad announcement. The launch of the iPad um, was January two thousand ten. Yep. I was working for the Telegraph at the time, and was there. Who so else was, was there? I think it was Gary Barker and I from, Gary uh, Barker, from Melbourne. Right, from okay, Melbourne McMahon. Yeah, and uh, myself. Yep. I can't remember who else was there. I think it was just us two. Righto. And because um, I noticed. Um, I saw a conversation between some other journos this week talking about how that most Aussie journos were in Melbourne at the time mm. at another event uh, and had to then stay up early and watch it and then went to the tennis that night, obviously, with a sponsor, you yeah, know, who yeah. taken them down there. Yeah. And so most, you know, obviously, this is, you know, pretty, yeah. pretty big deal because it was a completely, like, other than watch... Which and we were at in, and, well, and I, I watched we were there. iPhone, I was in Vegas because CES was on. Yeah. And... Uh, Dave Bullard, who was the Connect Melbourne editor, was I'd already accepted the trip to Vegas, yeah. so he took the trip from Apple, which I'm kicking Still, myself that yeah. I didn't do that now. <laughs> Swap it over, but, uh, but, but no, this is pretty historic as well. What did you so talk me about? Go back to the invite now. Right now, yeah. we get invites. You, you kind of know what they are. Yep. There hasn't been many where we didn't. Yeah. Um, did you know? Was it was it rumored before? What was the, the rumor, what was the yeah, going there in? There was rumors of a of a tablet like device, but back then. No one had any idea what it was going to look like. Apple could keep a secret back then really well. Yeah. And there was no... Also, back then, the tablet was like a Palm Pilot, right? Well, yeah. And and it was like there had been other tablets. I think there was like these big, thick, unwieldy touchscreen computers that were PC-based. And there was also, at the time, you'll recall, netbooks were a thing. Remember yeah, yeah, the, the little, Asus the little mini, yeah, yeah. The, the the little mini laptop, yep. which Steve Jobs famously just bagged the crap out of him during these during the keynote. He goes, "Net netbooks, they're good at nothing, they're terrible." So that was kind of his his segue into introducing the iPad as this device that can be your, you know, has the same has the connectivity of your phone, but a bigger screen, a bit more relaxed interaction with your content. And he launched it. He he and I mean, and it was Steve. And Jones. where was it? It was at the Yerba Buena Center for the yep. Arts. You know that small same place you? I went for the for the, the, iPad two. the new yeah, iPad. The, no, uh, no, no, iPad the new two iPad years the ago. I went the next year. Yep, as my first one with Tech Guide. Right, because I was still at the news at 2010, and uh, yeah, Yerba Buena Center for the Arts, which is like about 300 seat theater. And it was this was a big occasion. I remember giving. I had an interview with Rob Penfold on Channel Nine. And bit about nine other radio interviews because this was a massive, big new Apple product, mm-hmm. and so it was it was a big deal. 
And I remember, too, afterwards, when he made the announcement, I'd written my story and filed it to news.com.au, and it was already up by the time I got to the hands-on area. First thing I looked at on the new on the iPad was my story on news.com.au's website. I've got a photo of that on my story. Yeah, yeah. And um, just was in this hands-on area, and there wasn't as many people. It was crowded, but not as crowded as it is today. Yeah, There weren't as many journalists there this time. It was a bit of a smaller gathering. And I remember standing, we were sort of, Walt Mossberg was there, and there was a group of us sort of, sort of standing around sort of between the tables of the hands-on area. And then I look to my left, and there's Steve Jobs, like standing, sitting, like not as closer to you than I am, uh, I am with you now. And he was talking to Walt Mossberg, and I think there was Ed Baig, I think from USA Today. And anyway, all, all the all the Trump, the, the 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 top shelf tech writers of the US, just shooting the breeze about how this is like Steve Jobs was like holding court about how this is going to revolutionise everything we do and how yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Just magic and all that sort of gear. <clears throat> And I just got to breathe the same air as Steve Jobs for like yeah. five minutes and stand next to him, which was which was really uh, a bit of a thrill. But yeah, so that was ten years ago. Can you believe? And uh, look how many generations. There's been seven generations of the iPad now, three generations of the iPad Pro. It's become this device that's been used across education, consumers, in industry, and now powerful enough to be a laptop replacement and one of those products that it's sort of one of the tent poles of the Apple product lineup is Absolutely. the iPads and will continue to be. Ten years. A, it, a, a, a it's a long day. time, but in terms of what's happened in that ten years, it's been a mm. very nice evolution of the iPad. Yeah. Well, fast forward twelve months and it was iPad it was I got the, the original iPad invite too, yeah. for the iPad said come see our latest creation and it had an Apple icon with like paint splashes on it and they decorated the outside of the cinema the same way, the, the theatre the same way. A year later, I'd just started Tech Guide two months earlier. I'd yep. left the News Limited, started Tech Guide. Tech Guide was dead set less than two months old. Mm. And I and I was seeing in the press all the companies, all the, like, you know, all the Engadget and all that stuff. So I had the invites have gone out for the for the iPad. I'm thinking, they're not going to invite me. I'm, I'm, I don't work for a big company anymore. But bloody there it was, my invitation. Yeah. I remember ringing Fiona Martin at the time thinking, is this a, is this free? Is this fair, fair thing? Or did you forget that I don't work at the telly? What do you don't know? You're invited, and I'll never forget that. Well, I'll tell you my first because uh, one year later the iPad, new, the new two, iPad, yeah, the new iPad, no, the third, the third yeah, generation, third the new generation. iPad, which would have been 2012, was uh, yeah. around March, I think. Yeah, um, we just pretty sure we just finished the refurb of the office at SBS. So I'd had this, had it's all open plan. I had this spot in the corner though. I'd strategically done it very well. Um, and I'm sitting there, and I had my Gmail open in the morning. I looked at it, and there was, an, there was the Apple invite. You know, Twitter and everything's yeah. alight with the Apple invite. And I went, oh, there it is. Yeah, good. And then I got a call. I think it was Nelly uh, yeah. from Apple rang me, and she goes, did you get the invite? I went, oh, yeah, I've seen it. Yep. She goes, are you going to come? I went, <laughs> oh, oh, that was oh, oh, that's. I thought that this was just an email that announced. I yeah. thought that was just an email that announced the press conference to uh, people, and I was uh, just now on the list. Yeah. She goes, no, no, we, we want you to come. And I went, Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was big. That was you know, that was so it's, it's kind of that. It's kind of that crossover thing. You know, it's. Um, oh, it was amazing, and I remember in, in twenty, like I'd seen, I was been lucky enough to see Steve Jobs do a lot of presentations, and twenty ten, he was pretty ill with with his yep. with his pancreatic cancer, but twenty eleven, he I think he'd stepped back from the CEO position. Yep. He was, he was, you know, in a bad way. Yeah, and I remember seeing him like the the. No one expected him to be there. Yeah. When he took the stage in 2011 to present yeah. the iPad 2, that was as big a story as the iPad 2. Yeah. But he was still there, passionate as ever, delivered this great keynote. He was still on the job, this bloke. Yeah. And sadly, like October, October that, year, that year, he passed yeah. away. So, but he was there, and everyone was. Everyone got up. It was they gave him a standing ovation. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Same, same venue, the Yerba Buena. Yeah. Everyone was on their feet, thinking, "Wow, he's here." Yeah. And that was as special as the product. It was incredible. It is an amazing thing, and it's ten years gone. And this podcast will get to ten years soon. Yeah. Well, we're coming up to nine, aren't we? Uh, yeah. F nine. So February this year is February, February yeah, twenty-two, twenty-three. Is like yeah. uh, we'll be. Oh, we'll be in Barcelona. There we will. Yeah. We'll have to do our ninth anniversary show on yeah. the road. There you have it. 
All right, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. We'll be back again uh, next week with another episode, another edition. 422. Thanks to the good people of uh, Unidan and Netgear. Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech.